fun for us to go ahead and get started. I have a scripture here that I felt like the Lord really just dropped it in my heart on Friday, and I was really passionate about it. And I didn't have the whole the whole story, but how fitting is it tonight when I look it up? It's actually about a supper. So our table time tonight is going to be about who's your dinner date, okay? Who's at the table with you? That can be the question of who's at the table with you, or it can be, probably this should actually be um, the question to ask, whose table are you at? Whose table are you sitting at tonight, okay, for table time? I'm going to be in Luke chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus was telling a parable, and I'm going to look down at my computer. It says, Then Jesus said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you have commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. So, number one, God Almighty has prepared something for you that is worth having. That's the first point. Point number one, God Almighty has prepared something for us that is worth having. Okay, point number two, verse 23, where he said, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Point number two, he wants a full house. He has prepared something and he wants us to partake of it. Okay, he wants a full house. He wants all of us coming to him, to his house, to eat at his table with him. Point number three, there's room for you. There's room for you. Point number four, he's begging. He's begging. The first group of people had too many, too many things that were as important and asked to be excused. If you are feeling something stirring on the inside of you, then I'm telling you he is begging you to come because he, he has prepared something and maybe others have been too busy, but if you are feeling the pulling, if you are feeling the drawing, it is because he is going the extra mile for you. 
He is not taking your no for an answer. He is not taking my no for an answer. He is begging us. He is looking for us. He is searching for us. For us. It says that he sent his servant out to get the lame, the poor, the maimed, and the blind. Point number five, you are not too dysfunctional. You are not too broken. You are not too scarred. You are not too handicapped to, par to partake of the very good thing that God Almighty has prepared for us. Doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what your current situation is. It doesn't matter what your life looks like right now. Yes, you may be lame. Yes, you may be broken. Yes, you may be blind. Yes, you may be poor. Yes, you may be dysfunctional. But he is saying, I have prepared something for you that is worth having. And I am begging you. I am searching for you. I am not taking no for an answer from you. I am telling you come, come, come. There's a seat at the table for you. And I'm wanting my house to be full. Okay. So here's what uh, my question is. Whose table are you sitting at? Because I want you to think about this. Okay. Father, help me to make it clear. Help me to impart it to the ladies in a way that it makes sense. So what did he prepare? A great supper. Okay, the first ones that he invited, he sent his servant at supper time. It was time. He did all the work. All they had to do was come and partake of what he prepared, and it was time. He sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. Oh my goodness, the time we've been waiting for, it is now ready. But they had excuses. And they began to make excuses and ask to be excused. Here's the point I want us to think about. Do you think they didn't eat? The person that first said, I bought a piece of ground and I must go see it. So do you think the person didn't eat supper? The other said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask that you have me excused. So did the person not eat? The other said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Did they not eat? Yeah, I can bet you they all ate. They just ate at a table that somebody else was sitting at and not the master. So you're going to eat. You're going to eat. You're going to take in something. Whose table are you sitting at? Are you going to sit at the table that the master has prepared for you where he says, come, it's worth having. I've prepared it. All things are now ready. Let me prepare. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I have prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I'm ringing the dinner bell and I'm saying, come, 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 come. Don't miss it. If you say no to that, you're going to eat at somebody's table. You're going to take something in. So the question we need to ask ourselves this week and at this table, like I said last week, um, Isaiah, let me Google it real quick. Let me Google it real quick. Come and let us reason. I didn't think I would do it again. I didn't think I'd say it again, but it's worth saying. Come and let us reason together. Let me pull that scripture up. Isaiah 1. 
Isaiah 1, verse 18 says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. This is what happens when you sit at his table that he's prepared. He says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. When we sit at his table... It is a massive exchange. We come in dirty and we leave clean. We come in broken and we leave whole. We come in dysfunctional and we leave free. We come in with heaviness and we leave with a garment of praise. We come in with ashes and we leave with beauty. We come in with pain and we leave with healing. That's what happens when he's our dinner date. But listen to me, ladies, you don't have to eat at his table. He has prepared the supper and he is saying right now, especially in the season we're in, all things are ready. But you can turn him down and listen to me. You're going to eat from somebody's table. You're going to take it in from somebody. And if God is not your dinner date, who is? Who's going to be your dinner date? If you don't eat at the table that God has prepared for you, who's preparing the meal you're eating? I'm going to stay on this for a little while. Is it Hollywood? What in the world are they giving you? Is it the world? What in the world is the world giving you? Whose food are you eating? Jesus said it this way. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those are the ones that are going to be filled. You're going to hunger and thirst after something, but if you'll hunger and thirst for what God has prepared and eat of his table, you will get actually really full. But if you just keep eating and eating and eating of the world, you're going to stay constantly hungry. Yet the world is just going to keep stuffing you with a bunch of nothing that's leaving you hungry. All right? So let's reason this out. God has prepared a table before you and he is, he is saying, come, all things are now ready. And if you turn him down, if you say now's not a good time or I'm just too busy, recognize you will get hungry and you will eat at somebody's table. Ask yourself, who's your dinner date? Really, who's feeding your soul? Who's feeding your mind? Who's feeding your thoughts? Who's feeding your emotions? Who's feeding you right now? Okay. Daniel fasters, we are pushing good things aside. Because we are saying, God, I don't want to eat of the world's table right now. I want to eat your supper that you have prepared for me. I want you to be my dinner date. So I'm going to eat this food that's not really great. Because I need something more than what the world can feed me. Okay? Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, first of all, that you have invited us to come and partake of what you have prepared for us. And I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared something so great for us. I thank you for searching us out and seeking us out and begging us to join you. Lord, I thank you that you love us enough to run after us and reach after us. And I'm asking that this revival you're bringing, Lord, don't let your daughters avoid you. 
chase us down. And God, I, I'm asking you that you chase our fellow sisters down. Chase them down. You want your house full. We want your house full. Bring the prodigals back home to the Father's house. Bring the lost home to the Father's house. Bring the broken and the lame and the hurting and the dysfunctional home to the Father's house. Because your supper absolutely restores us. We say yes to you. And we're not going to put you off to go eat at somebody else's table. Father, show us the urgency. Lord, let us feel the urgency. Give us a hunger for you. Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes to see. Really help us, Lord. Open our eyes to see the shape that the world leaves us in. Open our eyes to see how we're getting full at the enemy's table. Show us, God, show us all the things we're eating that are from the world, that are from the enemy, and, and show us what it's doing to us. Show us what it's doing to our minds, to our emotions, to our spirits, to our salvation, to our eternity. My husband said it last night. We are so folk, or yesterday at church, we are so focused, focused on the temporary that we are forgetting the eternal. Ladies, let's reason together. Right now is a really, really, really short time to be uncomfortable. Eternity is a really, really, really long time to be uncomfortable. I used to say it this way. You're going to face some pain at some point. And if you kick the can down the road and you kick it down all the way to eternity, you're going to face pain forever. But if you will, muster up the strength to face the pain right now. It is temporary. Don't lose sight of the eternal. There is an eternity. And God is calling us to come right now. Come right now. Don't put him off. Okay? I hope you feel, I hope you feel the compelling. Run to the Father. I love you ladies. May you have a wonderful, wonderful evening and be strong in the Lord. All of you that are fasting, join the Covenant Fast Group. Also text a friend, encourage one another when those headaches hit and when those hunger pains hit, encourage one another. We will do this together. We are fasting um, for a purpose, for a reason, because we are saying, God, we want to sit at your table. We want to eat of the things that you have for us. And I want to right now, I want to ask us to pray for Sherry Jenkins. Lord, I, I speak healing over Sherry Jenkins' body, over her kidney in the name of Jesus. We are asking you while we're fasting, we are asking for a miracle. We are claiming a miracle for Sherry Jenkins' body in Jesus' name. She um, has one kidney and the doctors are a little concerned about it. They feel like her body is rejecting it. And so um, we are, Sherry, we are joining together for you. And we are claiming and believing and expecting complete restoration and healing in your body. We are standing on it in, in faith in Jesus' name. All right, so if any of you ladies um, are friends of Sherry's, tag her so she'll be sure to know that we, that we are lifting her up in prayer. We are fasting and, and believing for your healing, Sherry. We are not giving up. All right, I love you all, and I will see you later. Bye.